0: Call are you with me? Uh,
1: this is hip hop.godega. We got your groceries with a side of hip hop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed. I love it I love it and love it. So greetings my people. Welcome to another edition of six degrees of miles and today um, well first of all, let me tell you it's hot as anything out here in, in the city, and so if you hear fans or air conditions in the background, trust me, we need it. But today's guest, I'm really excited. I've known this woman for a very, very long time. I met her, and this is part of her journey that we're gonna talk about. I met her, you know, when she was in med school, I think. She might've been either just coming out. Man, I don't even know when I met her, but I know her journey was, took her through med school, um, certified doctor. You know, we nicknamed her at the time, the Hip Hop Doc, because as you see in her introduction, Hip Hop Bodega, so we, we we correctly nicknamed her the Hip Hop Doc. So I want you all to welcome the Hip Hop Doc to the show, Jillian, Jill, as we call her, Elliot. What up, Jill?
1: Hey, Miles. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for you know, doing the show or anything. It's so funny, you know, talking to you one day, I, it just like dawned on me. I was like, oh my goodness, her story is kind of incredible. And I would love to have her on the show. So I really do appreciate you taking your time out on this day to weather this, this hot th- weather. This oh my hot, goodness. hot ass
1: day. <laughs> it hot, 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 Lord.
0: But, you know, thanks for, for joining. So I want to start off by, you know, uh, having you tell the people, you know, something about yourself, like as far as like where you grew up and, you know, your, your background a little bit, you know, and uh, how your, your journey to uh, medical school went, because really the journey to medical school is really incredible. Um, but it's the journey after med school, which is even more incredible, which, you know, I want to tease that so we can actually get to that so tell us about like where you're from your background all that kind of stuff where you went to school medical school and all of that
1: i mean so that's that's a uh, man that's a doozy of a of a question but i'll, I'll try to make it brief and, and and not long-winded if possible um so i'm from the bronx my parents the, bronx! the home of hip-hop <laughs> oh, hence, hence the hip-hop, hence the hip-hop dog, dog. <laughs> Uh, my parents are first generation Jamaican immigrants who came from Jamaica in 1972. And and as I said, did the Jamaican migration where they go from Jamaica to, to New York City, preferably the Bronx, and then, you know, raise their family and work their whole life there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, while I was in the Bronx, it was starting to get kind of crazy. We were up the block from like Edenwall projects and, you know, mm-hmm. like gunshots and drugs and, it just wasn't the, the, the block that my parents had originally intended on moving their family to and, and living there. So my mom said to me one day, she's like, Jillian, we're moving, we're moving far. We're moving upstate. And I'm like, all right, Mom, where are we, where we going, Mom? She's like, we're going to Yonkers. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to Bronx <laughs> Heights. Exactly. And I was like, Mom, I can walk to Yonkers. What are you talking about? But, you know, anything in Westchester to, like, city people is upstate, you know? Sure. So um, so we moved up there. My sister, in the meantime, went to NYU, and then she went to med school first. So she went to Temple. And while I was growing up, you know, there were so many different things I wanted to do. I wanted to be a pharmacist. I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be a veterinary. I mean, it just changed every day as the free-spirited cancer, you know, person that I am.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: And, um, eventually I was like, all right, bet if Charmaine can become a doctor, I could become a doctor. So I went and I applied, I got rejected to everywhere. I was, I was so distraught. I was like, all right, well, plan B, uh, I'm going to become a physician's assistant. And then one day I got a letter and the letter was like, we want you to come to this med school, but you need some extra classes. You need to go to school in Buffalo for a year and then you can get to med school. And I was like, bet. I can survive Buffalo for a year. How bad could it be? Buffalo was the most depressing wild. year of my life. It was, it was the most depressing year of my life, Miles. I swear to God. <laughs> that's, yeah,
0: that's I'm saying. <laughs> Buffalo is wild. Like, yeah. know, Buffalo's kind of a, a, a interesting city
1: yo, yo, I mean, I have never felt cold. I started wearing long johns. And I was like, yo, son, I am 23 years old. How am I putting on long johns? Like it was-
0: Long it johns was, is for old people, right? You
1: know what I'm saying? Like that's that's, what, that's like if you in Alaska, that's for kids and living in Alaska. And I was like, all right, well, I gotta do what I gotta do. So I lived in Buffalo for a year and then I went to New York Medical College and, and that's where I was in med school. And it was hanging out with you. You were the one who, who coined me uh, hip-hop doc, hanging out with you. I We were we were out clubbing somewhere, as we were doing all the time. I don't even know how I made it through med school messing with you and, and, and stuff. And we were out clubbing somewhere, and I think I knew all the words for, like, a Tribe Called Quest song or something like that, and you looked at me like, what? Who is this? Right.
0: You, <laughs> yo, you're right. a
1: hip-hop doc, yo. And I, was, <laughs> I was like, that bet. Yo that's-, and,
0: yo, that's not it stuck with me my whole
1: life up until now you know the whole crew
0: started calling you the hip-hop doc yeah we definitely we had some good times and of course i'm looking at this woman who's in med school singing all these hip-hop songs like you know back in the day and it's not so much now and i'm really going to date myself when you see somebody going to med school you think Like nerd, nerd, (laughs) nerd. (laughs) You know, know? and like I said, please don't, please don't kill me with the emails and the messages and like, how dare you and the cancel culture. I'm talking about back in the day, right? The people out there listening, but that's what it was. Nerdy people. You were like the smart girl in class. You know what I mean? I'm gonna tell you, that's
1: that's a fact. I've I've met, I have not met many people who were like me, rapping and you know, clubbing, going out to Brooklyn going out to these underground clubs and then going back to med school and studying, it, you know, in an anatomy lab with a cadaver in front of it. Like, there weren't many people in my class doing that.
0: You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, So let me ask. So you said it was really your sister who influenced you. Like, if she could do it, you know, you could do it or whatever. But what veered you off of wanting to be, you know, the actress and that sort of thing? You know what I mean? Because here we are in New York City, And all of that is like, it's, it's, it's here, you know, people come to New York to become actors and, you know, actresses and dancers and that sort of thing. What made you go the, the, aside from the influence of your sister, what, what kept you from going the other way? Was it, you know, your parents, was it, you you know what I mean? As far as like, because I know for me, like acting was out of the question, you know what I mean? Everybody thinks, you know, if you, do a uh, how do you do? If you go on a career in that route, that you're gonna starve. Which you know, I have my 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 uh, thoughts about that. But tell me about yours.
1: It was Jamaican parents, plain <laughs> <That's laughs> uh, and simple. It was Jamaican uh, parents. I said to my parents, "Oh man, I think I could be an actress." My mom was like, "What do you say? from here? No, no, you're not be an actress."
0: <laughs> wow, it's, it's, what was? I'm I, curious. What was her reasoning for that?
1: I, because I the in, same in, exact
0: thing, same in Jamaican exact households,
1: experience. it's to them is like that's not going to be a career. That's not a career. Your career is being a teacher, a nurse, a doctor or a lawyer. So you either something in medicine or in teaching or, you know, or, or, a or law. law enforcement or something like that. You know, you are you are not going to become anything if you are going to try to go into the arts like that just wasn't even flying. And that just like, it just squashed my soul. I was like, oh. I even got journalism at one point. I was like, oh man, I think I could be a journalist. I think like I could be on TV and I could be like talking and, you know, interviewing people like, you know, nope,
0: nope, stop. Wow. So that, that's interesting because I don't know if you know this about me, but I had a Jamaican stepfather. At the time I was like, you know, five, four, five, six years old, something like that. All the way through. And it's very, very true as far as like education. You know, yeah. he was like one of the first Jamaicans, and let me get this right, that he went to like Columbia, you know, Columbia uh, University in New York. And then he was like the first uh, cameraman, I wanna say at NBC. They have like a, a museum on one of their floors. And if I'm not mistaken, they actually have a picture of him. Wow. Because he was like, yeah, like the first one, you know what I mean? So, yeah.
1: yeah. No, um, it, yes. It, they're about and, a career
0: yes absolutely you're talking about like career and stuff but I had that same kind of uh uh you know one of my first a's in college my actually not even one of my my first a in college at UConn got to big up the Huskies um was that. in acting acting and it was around the time where I was trying to figure out my my major and it was I so I, I was like Yo, I got an A in that? That means I must be good.
1: <laughs> you
0: know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this, I, I've got to be good at this. And so I, I was like, yo, I I called home. I was like, yo, I figured out what my major is going to be. And then it was like, what? And I was like, acting. And and the same exact thing. Oh, no, it's not. He's like, wrong, wrong. wrong. <laughs> right? He's like, he like, like Charlie
1: my, Murphy. He was like, wrong. wrong.
0: <laughs> exactly. It was like, I, and then like the Jedi mind trick is like, well i guess it's not going to be active exactly (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) so we have a very similar background you know and all that but it always is like a part of me and i think that's um one of the reasons because even in school i was on on college radio so even with the thoughts of like starting the podcast right it was hey you know it's kind of like like right now we're on radio this is how i view it you know what i mean And putting it out and people put out there but you know, enough, of, enough about me. So your journey through med school, that must have been like, like crazy kind of hard, even though you were partying. I don't wait. Yeah. How did you do that? Cause you were hanging with us tough. I won't get into our stories when, you know, we went to, what was it? The Poconos when we rented that big oh, old house. Oh man, we partied oh hard. Yo, it, oh we partied goodness. hard, man. Because of you, yes. I can't
1: ever look at Jack Daniels again. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. You, you're the reason why there's a lifetime ban of Jack Daniels in my house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, listen. That was you know
0: that what that was. You know, we are definitely hip hop people, right? So, it's kind of like when we talk junk, right? We got to challenge each other, right? Oh man. You know, I... It's it's kind of like I remember when we, we when we uh went bike riding a lot, you and our boy would always have like, the the challenge about who's the alpha male.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you can't test me. Like, I, you know, I'm the youngest of three kids. Like I'm used to trying to challenge everybody else. So i, I, I you know, Jamaicans themselves are just competitive. My husband tells me that all the time. He's like, he remembers the first time he hung out with my family. And we would play in Taboo, and we nearly came to blows over Taboo. And he's like, what is going on with this family?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yo, it's just a game. Man. Nah,
1: man. You see you see, Jamaicans <laughs> play dominoes. It turns into an all-out bra- brawl, man. You can't mess around with us. Nah. In
0: anything. That's right. That is so right. Yeah like even that dance through through med school because it must have been hard it must have been challenging it must have been really really expensive you know what i mean as far as like you know everybody hears about med school and they're just like yeah the debt afterwards it's like hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt so tell me about that challenge of going through med school
1: Yeah. I mean, there were there were so many different challenges that hit me. So so first of all, yeah, the financial part of it is like ridiculous because there's no like, you know, uh, you go in and think to yourself like you're going to get like a basketball scholarship. There's no such thing as that, like in med school. So you're like, I'm just going to take out student loans. And my med school was one of the most expensive ones in the northeast, you know. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was even more than like Yale and stuff I heard. So. um, But that's interesting because you
0: just you just said that there's no med scholarships. I never even really thought about that. But even with the concept of them calling you and saying, yo, I want you to come to this school, you would think they would offer a little bit of money or something like that. Right. But nah, it doesn't work that way. huh?
1: It doesn't work that way. But somehow I tell you, Miles, I am blessed with things that that just happened to fall in my lap all of a sudden. First, I didn't get into med school. I just happened to get in, into part of this. Um, it was like a minority uh, program. Uh, for med schools and stuff. So it was me and a bunch of other people who were there, all minorities who went to different schools, Albert Einstein, Buffalo, uh, Rochester, New York Med. Um, and we went and did these, you know, they offer a stipend and stuff. And that's how we got into med school. So I was lucky. I didn't apply for that. That just fell into my lap. Then when I was in med school, I was like, damn, at the end of this, I'm going to have $240,000 in debt. Like that's how much it costs for the four years of being in school there, $60,000 a year. Yo, that's then, like a house, yo. Yo, it's, it's literally, I'm telling you something when I was like thinking, I was like, I'm going to graduate from med school with a house with no house to show. Like, I got a mortgage with <laughs> no house to show for it. Like, who who does that? Who right. Who goes to school and comes out like that? But yo, let me tell you, one day I'm in class, after class I get called by the guidance counselor, and she's like, look, we have a scholarship opportunity that came up, and we want to give you the scholarship, and you know, can you tell us who you think should get the scholarship also? And I'm like, I mean, like I think it was like, like $5,000, something like that. Yeah,
0: that they told that me
1: helps. it was $30,000 each year for the four years of school that I was there as long as I kept up at least a B average. Layton, right. Layton um, uh, Foundation Scholarship. I don't know how this landed in my lap. I didn't apply for it. It just happened. Me and my friend Claire, we ended up getting it. So we for four years, we had the scholarship and it took out $120,000. So half of my, my debt was gone. Because wow.
0: of the that is, yo, that's crazy. Yeah. So that, that, that's good because so does, does med school work the same way as kind of like law school? Like if you go and work for a firm in law school, they'll handle your debt for you or not work for a law school, but work for a law firm, they'll handle your debt for you. So once you got out of med school and you did your residencies and all that kind of stuff, What was the path that you were on then, and did they help facilitate the rest of your debt?
1: So um, they have different ways that you can uh, get your loans paid off. Like If you work in an underserved area, like if I wanted to fly out into some rural area, I could work underserved area for a couple of years, and it will take up your loans. If you go into the Army, it will take up your loans and stuff. If you take out direct um, loans federal direct loans then then or or you can change it over to direct loans consolidated to direct loans they say that if you're working in like a nonprofit area you can for over 10 years they'll forgive your loans the program was so difficult and when i called and applied it was almost damn near impossible to get the rest of my loans. so until this day i still have you said listen to this i graduated med school with one hundred and thirty seven thousand dollars in debt I paid it. I had to put it in forbearance and residency because I was just broke. Because they don't really pay you; it's like slave labor that you you're doing. And then afterwards, <laughs> I started paying for it. And then yo, I looked at my my debt till this day it's still yo, is still one hundred thirty seven thousand dollars. even with paying it every single month, with paying off some money every single month, it's like it's like this vicious. It's like Groundhog's Day. Just call me Bill Murray because oh. I ain't never gonna get out of debt. <laughs>
0: So basically you're paying interest. It sounds like whatever money you're paying down, is just interest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. So you still have that debt. So people follow me. The reason why I'm spending so much time on the med school, because the story gets better, (laughs) the story gets better. Like, so after you do that, you still have the debt and everything you decide. Obviously you get married. You yep. know, you, to your husband, and you have three wonderful kids who, you know, all athletic and play basketball. And your husband, you know, if you don't mind me saying, is a lawyer, mm-hmm. right? So with now his own com- debt, right? with his own debt, right? And you guys are living. You you kind of have like the Huxtable thing, right? The yep. doctor and the lawyer oh. and all that kind of stuff. And um, you know, boom. So now, <laughs> you're you're in med school on or you're out of med school. You're working. I take it you started working in the Bronx at a hospital, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess it wasn't fulfilling because you kind of, I guess, decided to change careers, right? So what, what, what did you do? Like, and how did that thought process come about?
1: Well, I was in the Bronx working in the hospital, and that was when I was pregnant. So, so just to be clear, my my oldest one is my bonus. He's my bonus son. I'm his bonus sure. mom. So my mm-hmm. husband had a, a kid from a previous marriage, and and sure. so that's my bonus. And then we have two biological kids, um, so I was pregnant with my middle one, and yo, the work was just—it was so tiring. It was so tiring, and and I w- i am one of those people who, I take time with my patients. I talk to them like we're like family. Like I know about their life, they know about my life. Like I really cared for them and, and like really took good care of them. So because of that, a lot of the patients were coming over to me pediatric patients who were there and who were growing up and having to you need a, a, an adult doctor wanted a female doctor, especially, uh, you know, for a female black uh, physician doctor, that's like a unicorn, you know, like that's, that's, that's just not even mm-hmm. heard of. Like, you know, when people find that they, they latch onto it. So I started having more patients inside of this panel and I didn't even have time. I was pregnant with my son and I didn't even have time to drink water. I didn't have time to eat. I was coming in early, I was working the whole time, I was leaving late and it was just breaking me down. And I was like, yo, and then I looked at my sister because my sister was working for the same hospital. And I was like, yo, I, you, I have the same amount of patients as you, but you're getting paid like, you know, $50,000 more than me, like, this is crazy. Wow. Like, ew, I was just getting jerked. So I was like, all right, I gotta leave here. And I realized that every step that I took, every time I left one place, and that's one thing that i learned in life that I wish that people would just teach, you know, the young generation is that a lot of times the only way to move up and to move up in pay grade is to change jobs. It's uh-huh. not like it was back in the days when my mom stayed and worked at the hospital. She was working at the same hospital that I did residency at, that I was working at, that my sister was working at. And she was there for 25 years and she nearly, you know, was about to be dead with the amount of work that they were putting her through. But she was like, you know, it was old school. They thought you needed to be in this job for 25, 30 years and stay with it. And, you know, you start this job, you die with this job. You get, yeah. a hen- you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's just not, that's just not the move right now. Like, that's not really what it has to be. And, and it took me a while to realize that. So my mom was flipping out when she saw me, like being at a job and then leaving there, you know, two or three years later, like, what do you mean? How are you just moving? I'm like, mom, I'm a unicorn. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's knowing your worth. Knowing yeah. your worth is so effing important, man. Like, you yeah. gotta know what your worth, and 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 don't allow yourself to be treated poorly if if you know what I'm saying, you don't deserve yes. it. And that's so, in,
0: that's that's definitely in all, you know, fields of yeah. Life. Expertise, you're absolutely right, and that I think that's a great jewel that you just dropped as far as like moving around to elevate your salary. Because you find like a lot of people, you know, they get upset when you know review time comes around, mm-hmm. they're giving out like two or three percent, you know, and they they think you know they're worth more, but don't take that opportunity to jump out and you know go seek your worth elsewhere. Yeah, you know, what yeah, I mean? it's yeah, it's definitely that that that's a that's a great jewel. So,
1: you know, it becomes like a, I, I left there, I went to one place, stayed there for like a year or two, left there and then found another place. I was working down in the city for five years, you know, working with a really, really difficult population and, and, and caring about them a lot to the point where, like, I'm crying in the room with them. They're crying with me. They're opening up to me, telling me things that they don't even tell their own family members, their own wives wow. and husbands and stuff. And as a cancer, you know, I'm born <laughs> July 12th. Yes. I'm an empath, oh, you, yes. you absorb that energy and sometimes you absorb that energy and take it away from other people, leaving them feel good. But then you are broken down afterwards. Mm. So, you know, I, I, I ended up, you know, once COVID hit, I, we were doing remote work some of the times. And, and, and I specifically remember like being in my office at seven o'clock at night talking to a wife whose husband had passed away. And she's crying on the phone and I'm crying on the phone because the three of us were like buddies, like they would come in and I'd be like, all right, so, you know, we're going to talk for like a good 20 or 30 minutes about life. So let's do your your medicine first. And then we, <laughs> we can talk about family afterwards, you know, and it was heartbreaking. And I called my my husband's downstairs and I'm talking to him, calling, texting him, crying. And he's like, this you, you, this job is killing you. Like, you can't keep doing this. You're breaking down. Like, you're you're mentally breaking down. And I was like, yeah, and it was, it was COVID. It was COVID and time during then when I was able to spend time with my family not having to commute 90 minutes each way that I realized I need a change in life. Like I can't live like this. My kids were better off by seeing me more. I was better off by not commuting more. And, and, and then it hit me. I I saw this video on Instagram and it was this uh, woman I wish I could remember her name. i have it saved in my thing. And she was walking on by London Bridge, a British woman, African-American British woman. And she was walking on a bridge and she was talking about Tiffany Haddish um, asked to, to, to host, um, I think it was the Emmys or something like that for free. And she's like, no, know your worth. Don't, don't be happy to just have a seat at the table. But, you know, want to own your own banquet hall. Don't let somebody tell you, oh, you should be happy to have a seat at the table just to tell you when the F to get up. Like, you need to know yeah. your worth, you know. And that hit me. Hard Because then I realized I was at a job where i had been working for five years and they never even gave me a pay increase. Mm. The most that's, that's
0: patients. Tough. It's, it's like, yo, yo, being in New York with no pay increase for five years and everything in New York is still raising. Not even know, cost of living. Right.
1: Wow. Not even cost of living. son. And I asked them about, so I brought it up to them and they were like, no, we don't do that. We don't give cost of living. We don't do. And I'm like, what am I, what am I, what am I doing? What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm out. I'm out. Christmas time. I I got a week off in Christmas. I'm searching for a job. I'm changing. I'm moving. I'm going to make a bigger impact. I've made my impact individually, one by one with patients. I want to make a bigger impact globally. So I decided to go into pharmaceuticals instead. My cousin's in there. He's a pharmaceutical rep. He tells me I saw the great work-life balance that he has. He has money that he's able to save away for his family. He has enough money to put in his four hundred one k for retirement. Like I wasn't uh, between paying off the debt, I wasn't making enough to even save for retirement. Like what? What are we? What are we even talking about? You know? Yeah. Wow. So well, that's like that's change, husband,
0: right? And then you said your husband basically uh, had his own debt and everything too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's 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 a rough existence. But you then kind of even pivoted from pharmaceuticals and you. You and I'm saying it because I think what's really interesting in your story because I remember hearing about it because you and I lost touch for a little bit, you know what I mean, and connected through social media, but we didn't necessarily converse all the time. But then all of a sudden, you, (laughs) I remember talking to someone. I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Yo, how's Jill?" It's like, "Yo," she decided to become a Zumba instructor. I was like, "Oh yeah, what?" (laughs) I was like, wait, 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 wait. She she went to med school and I was like, yeah, but she's a Zumba instructor. I was like, wait, wait, wait. So please talk to me and tell the people about your path on becoming a Zumba instructor. Like leaving kind of like the medical field alone and just basically becoming truly the hip hop doc. (laughs) (laughs) You know, with dancing and fulfilling some of your dreams that, you know, you had from the beginning.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get twisted. I can't, I can't, I can't ever completely leave medicine because medicine is the only thing that's gonna pay for my student loans. But oh, medicine okay. is not me. I'm right. not medicine. okay. Medicine Talk about my that. occupation. You know what mm. I'm saying? So, like, most of the times, people don't even know that I'm a physician. I don't live by that title. That is not me. I'm Jillian. I'm me. I'm 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 the the black girl with the shaved hair with a, a sleeve tattoo and a, and a tree on her back. Like that's <laughs> I love that.
0: Yo, say that louder, yo, because a lot of people think, and that's I'm glad you just said that because a lot of people think that when you're a doctor, it's like people like you're a doctor. Like and that becomes your name yeah. becomes doctor. Yeah. You know what I'm
1: mean? And there, and there are some people who, who live by that, who like they need to let you know that when you meet them. I'm a physician. I'm doctor so and so and stuff. And I'm like, Pips, get out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> nah. No. Word, I love it. No. With no, no. like I said, that's my occupation. That's my job. That's not me. So my my love has always been. My dad, I remember when I was a kid, Miles, my dad taught me how to dance. And he would have me stand on his feet and he would move side to side and dance. Because my dad was a my dad is a DJ. My dad is going to be 80 next year, and he still goes to a clubs and DJs. He owned his own club. He came to America with not even a high school diploma. And he was able to work his way up, open up, get his GED, become a radiology technician in, in two, more than one hospital in the Bronx. And then he opened up his own restaurant in the Bronx that was great for over 20 years. Um, went back to being a radiology technician afterwards, so he always kept that up just in case, because you always gotta have a backup plan. But music was always in my soul. I I used to have to stay there when my mom was a nurse at the hospital until she came home. I'd have to be at my dad's club. I'm learning how to bogle and stuff. My sister, and my brother were working at the club, so music has always been my love. I mean, that's well. How about your dad's
0: club? Was like if it, it was it was it was in the Bronx? You said
1: it was in the Bronx. It was off Boston Post Road. It was Shane's Shane's Villa as everybody says. Shane's
0: (laughs) Shane's Villa. Shout out to
1: Shane's Villa. (laughs) And my dad, he went and he, I mean, he put the love, he put the love of science, but he also put the love of music in me. So I. And also, uh, let me jump in there. Like, that's
0: amazing because it's also the love of ownership, which is kind of like what the woman's message was. The British woman, you know, the ownership, right? Yes. That's so dope. yo. So you grew up with a healthy dose of, of like career and how
1: to maintain. That's dope. How to be your own, you know, your own person, your own manager, your own (laughs) boss and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, you know, I started doing like a, I forgot how the hell, oh, my sister and I went to like LA Fitness to go do a Zumba class because we were hearing about the Zumba thing. And we went to this class and this chick was so whack. I gotta tell you mom, she was so whack. She ain't had no rhythm. How are you teaching Zumba class? You ain't got no rhythm, son. (laughs) So, We came out of there. We were like, yo, this is whack. This Zumba is whack, man. We ain't never coming back to this. And this woman was like, no, no, you got to try this woman, this girl, Julie and Claudia, you got to try their class. And I went there and it just, it just changed my life from the reggaeton and the salsa and the movement. And, the, and from then I was like, oh my God, even when I was pregnant up until like 36 weeks, almost to the day, like I was doing Zumba, like. And then I decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a license finally. I'm going to start teaching myself. I actually got one of my jobs to, um, so I could be part of their wellness, um, you know, they have wellness initiatives. So they pay me till this day, they still do because it's part of their wellness initiatives and people from my old job, people from my new job, everybody comes and they take my class. So initially I was teaching it in person at work and also locally here in New Rochelle where I live. And then um, now I, I teach it virtually online once a week. But that's my outlet. Like, I create my own dances um, from, for a lot of my songs. Um, I, I do my own choreography. I look at other people's choreography and I learn their rhythms, and, and I just love it. I get lost. Like, I dance, I, my kids dance with me because I think it's very, very important for their self confidence, for coordination, for sports. So they dance with me, we've done, um, we've raised money for fundraisers, for Food for Tots, for, you know, uh, Westchester um, um, food pantries and stuff. So uh, it's just- So it's you just give fun back. Enjoyment.
0: Yeah, you give back, that's, oh, wow, that's incredible. So, so what was, <laughs> that's so funny. Was it the fact that the woman had no rhythm that got you hooked? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like, yo, I could do that, you know? Like, she was so terrible. She was competition, so terrible. like yo, it wasn't her. It wasn't doing? no. If
1: it was, if it was up to the woman who had no rhythm, I would have never gone back. It was, it was, and, and check this: the one that I love, that I fell in love with, who got me started on Zumba, she, she's a lawyer. She's a lawyer.
0: <laughs> no, so am like, what is up with these like crazy professions? Oh my because goodness. like you
1: know, in 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 reality, we all wanted to do something artistic. We would have loved to do something artistic, but we were taught that no, you needed a career. Which God bless. God bless, because without that career, I wouldn't have the house that I live in right now. I wouldn't be able to do certain certain things that I'm able to do now. So my parents, I mean, uh, you know, they 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 did right by me. But at the same time, like I, I felt like a part of me was dying by not, you know, living out that. So I started to dance. I started to teach dance. I love it. I love seeing the smile on people's faces, especially when you make your own routine, your own dance up and they love it like, oh man, there's, there's no better joy than creating something that brings somebody else happiness, you know? Oh, nice.
0: I love that. I love that completely because you're absolutely right. And I, like I said, I think that's part of like my outlet as far as the podcast is concerned, you know? Not, you know, I, I think I wanted to be for those New Yorkers, when I was coming out of school, I wanted to be Vaughn Harper, you know, The, the Quiet Storm. I I wanted to, I wanted to do that. And then when that, you know, didn't take fruition and then, then, you know, you get into a career. Cause like you said, you do get into careers that, you know, sustain you, but it doesn't necessarily fulfill you. You know what I mean? So I've gone through like many different paths as far as that's concerned, but you know, the, the next thing that I want to talk to you about, because you're, like I said, your path is kind of, kind of interesting. So from Zumba and bringing smiles to, to people's faces, the next time I was like, Hey, you know, how's, how's Jill? It's like, Oh, she, um, she wants to be an influencer. It's <laughs> <I was laughs> like, Oh, like a what? They're like, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> haven't seen her posts on like Instagram and stuff like that. I was like, nah, nah. And they were like, yo, go check it out. She wants to be an influencer. So talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah. So so that's, I know that's, you have two
0: different sites. You, I think you have two different um, IG sites and one is I want to say you and one is an influencer or something. Am I right or am I wrong? So
1: So I have two different ones because initially it started out with me only having one for Zumba. So like it was me promoting my class, trying to get people, especially because the in-person one was hard. I mean, that was a hustle. I created like my own flyers, my own stuff. I was like, you know, talking to people. I found a location. Like I was completely pushing at myself to try to. And sometimes I would have two people there, and sometimes I'd have 20 people there. Like it was oh, so dope. off and on. Like it was hard to, to be in person like that. Um, so I started off with Jill Zumba Nation, which is my IG just for um for my Zumba class. And then I was like, you know, I want to start my own. I was looking at all these YouTubers and I'm like, yo, son. My kids are watching these YouTubers who are, like, driving, like, freaking Teslas and living in houses with pools. And I'm like, yo, what am I doing wrong with my life? Like, how is it? Why are they 23? You know what I'm saying? Talking about, oh, we'll give away $100,000 to the next person who likes this post. I'm like, yo, where you get that $100,000 from? What is this about? What a, yo I wanted to I straight up wanted to punch my mom and dad in the face. I was like, "Yo, look at these 23-year-olds. Why are they out here making all this money? You sitting here living a lie, telling me to go work in a hospital, killing myself, not eating and stuff, and this 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 dude is sitting up here, you know, uh, blowing up teddy bears and he's getting 100. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yes, we, he's going uh, viral on on social media go which, viral. You know go we so I'm, a am you know, I'm older than you by, 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 by a few, like by a couple minutes. Yeah by, yeah. by like a minute. And it's interesting because I didn't grow up in the computer age. Right. So yeah. when, when we had computers growing up and now I'm really <laughs> going to date myself. I remember the first computer class I had was, it was like DOS. Oh, hell right? yeah. And then that was, DOS was, yo, DOS like, was the
1: oh DOS my, was the bomb.
0: Yo, do you like DOS? <laughs> I was like, yo, DOS was like, you know, dollar sign, dollar sign, XX, you know, whatever. Exactly. And then you had to program it or whatever. But you also remember if you got one of those characters wrong, you oh. had to go back and figure out which character you got wrong. Oh, your whole
1: your whole issue was done. Like you, your it whole, was done. Your it was whole
0: thing was done. You either starting from the beginning, yeah, or you just you letting it go. And I was like, yo, I will never do this. Which people <laughs> who don't know about DOS, right, don't. Uh, understand how brilliant like the the Bill Gates and the Steve Jobs were oh. to understand that no one is going to want to do that yeah so they just basically made it all easier. but in the se- in the same breath DASH you could say was kind of like the beginning stages of uh coding
1: oh yeah 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 you
0: know what I mean so I say all that to say is that you know not growing up with the computer so to speak like you know this the 23-year-olds they're born into technology oh yeah and, you know they basically as young as they are they absolutely know how to like navigate stuff without anybody telling them oh you know they, they have the whole thing down pat with like when people are posting when people are, mm-hmm. are watching when all doing the insights all of that. and
1: stuff like that all- Yo, it was it's my oldest son it's my bonus son who said to me he was like jill you need to like start doing videos and, and and this is what you need to do and this is what you need to post and because this is person is making this and da-da-da. So I'd be running past him. I'm like, yo, listen, listen, listen. What do you think of this idea? And I'm talking to a, a 13-year-old here, like <laughs> giving me <laughs> advice, yeah, you know. That's so dope
0: though, but at least you have that. A lot of people don't even have that resource. No, right?
1: no, he to... was the first person to believe in me. So I created a YouTube page. And I was doing my own editing and I said, well, let me think about it. And I was talking to my friend who's like mad smart also, and she was in marketing and stuff. So I talked to her, I was like, look, I need a name. I need a name for myself. And my dad always had the saying, good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best, which I used to live by my whole life. But what I realized was that it was also setting me up for failure because I was always thinking and pushing myself to be the best and there was never an end point. It was never, like, good enough. So I said, you know what? I'm not looking for good, better best. I'm looking for good, better bliss. Like, I just want a blissful life. Mm. Like, I just want happiness. I want joy, you know? So, so that's what I ended up making my other IG. And that one is more about, like, me, my my silliness, just the stupidity of me, my mom life, my kids, like, you know, it, it's it's truly who I am. So on one end, you have Jill Zumba which is my Zumba, and me in my dancing life. And then you have me in my regular life. Like, this is Jill, and this is dancing Jill. Like, basically, the, the two separations, you know? Sure. And then I started doing, like, regular posts. But the regular posts were, like, not getting me anywhere. Like, I wasn't getting any followers. And I'm like, how am I going to influence anybody if I got, like, if I got 15 followers and they're all family members? Like, that. <laughs> like, uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Family <laughs> members and friends, right? Like,
1: exactly. You know, friends. That, like That's not really helping me. So I put up one post. I said, you know what? I was watching this one and it was like a dance one and they were um, doing a dance to uh, uh, Love N- Nwanti, but it was like a tutorial. Um, and um, I, I said to my kids, I said, kids, look, I was like, yo, I'm going to do it. And it's going to be like as if I'm trying to teach you how we used to dance in the 90s. So I'm going to do it. Everybody else was doing it all sexy style. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to make it like think Puff Daddy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm going to do 90s mace, you know, shiny suit man kind of dances. And I want you to like just look at me like I'm crazy. I did that and it went viral and it got over a million views. What? And then that's when it started taking off. And I was like, oh, so Reels is where it's at. It's not really, the posts are not going to get you anything. People want to actually be entertained. Like they want you to be, cre- they want you to create something, but also it allows you to be more creative, you know? Yes. Yeah, so so then on the TikTok page too, or? So I have a TikTok page too also and and uh, <laughs> but yeah. but it's so hard to try to, to post on all three of them so like I've been like tried like whenever I remember I try to do TikTok but from what I've heard it's easier to get like followers and influences on TikTok than it is on on um, Instagram and stuff but it's just it's just taken off like I've just so now both of my pages I I post on both of them and and I do these videos and people ask me and they're like yo do you work like, how exactly are you doing this and your job? Like, are you, how do you come up with these ideas? And I'm like, I don't know. I just, I see your post. I listen to what it says. I see what other people do, but then I, I make it relate to me, you know? Oh, and that's dope. That's a
0: great, great concept, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't go by the hip hop doc.
1: I know, so I'm like, why didn't you come up to me and tell me that before him? That <laughs> was too late. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I don't think it's ever too late to even incorporate it now. You know what I mean? Because I think that that's one of the main reasons I wanted to do this podcast because I wanted people to think you were batshit crazy. You know, what I'm I am. Saying? I know, but I wanted them to think that, like, yo, because and and not because you you are, but because of what people's you know concepts are on, wait, she went to med school? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just the whole idea of, like, you going through all of that, going through all of that, like, uh, I don't want to call it pain, but studying and, like you said, like, you know, slavery because you're doing residencies and not getting paid. You know what I mean? And now you've got all this debt and then it's like, yo, she's a Zumba instructor? And now she wants to be, like, an influencer? Like, yeah. how, like how does one's mind come to that? But you, you, you uh, delivered it and explained it elo- eloquently about, you know, it's just like, that's not you. You yeah. know what I mean? So, had I known like beforehand, see, I always got the thing secondhand, right? Because, and, you know, trust me, I came up with like a whole, I was like, yo, she's the hip hop doc, though. Like, yeah. and, and, and I was like, this is like, you know, good, what you said, uh, good, better, bliss, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, which I think is amazing. But I think, like, you know, because, and forgive me, people, you know, for saying this, like, you know, we're pretentious, you know what I mean? As a society, you know, and we think that, you know, titles and all of that stuff, you know, matters. Like, I hope that by them listening to you, you know, you do yo, I got a sleeve tattoo with a tree on my back. You know, <laughs> that's not the, the uh, idea of what people think of as a doctor, you know, generally speaking. I'm not trying to stereotype, but, no. you know, we have these thoughts and these ideas about what people should be and how their lives should be going. But I think you are like the prime example of like following your dreams and like, yeah, okay, I did what I had to do. Now yeah. I'm doing what it is that I want to do yeah but I, yeah right is that, is that is that pretty
1: accurate exactly it's exactly what it is you know i i tell people i'm a true believer of manifestation putting it out there in the universe and finding stuff but the house that i live in right now people thought i was crazy i drove through this neighborhood and i was like i love this neighborhood i'm gonna live in this neighborhood and they're like but how are you gonna make that happen i was like i'm gonna make it happen there was a house that i really really loved that was abandoned and i wanted to buy it so bad And one of my patients was like, reach out to the news outlets and see whether or not you can get on there. And I went on Help Me Howard and I I, I tried to get the house. So they had like a two part special on Help Me Howard to like try to help me get the house. But unfortunately, that didn't work out. So I started just mailing letters to people's houses with, you know, a picture of my family and saying like, look, I'm really going to love and treasure your house. I love this neighborhood. I love everything is about it. And, you know, lo and behold, like, in three years, I ended up meeting somebody, finding it, and moving into this neighborhood. Like, I really believe, like, if there's something that you really want to achieve, you can achieve it. If there's something that in your heart you you just honestly and, like, wholeheartedly think, this is me, this is what I want. Like, if you work hard enough and you just manifest it, you think about it, you just bring that positivity and everything towards you, it can happen. Like, I I just... I I don't know why I got that scholarship in med school. I don't know how it is that, you know, a lot of things happened to me. I was going to give up dating. I found my husband on the first two weeks that I went on this dating app. Like somehow things in life just, it's crazy. (laughs) You know, the crazy, yo son, you know, the crazy people I was dating, I was ready to give up.
0: I I was ready to give up. Yes, yes. And then you- (laughs) <laughs> pivoted, which is actually very, very, very dope. It's interesting because that, that is something that I, I don't find that a lot of people, you know, believe in, is the manifestation and putting it in the universe. And, mm-hmm. you know, what's interesting, I learned that lesson back when I was, like, in my 20s or whatever. And it was something as simple as going to great adventure and wanting to win this stuffed animal, right? And I, I kept visualizing the stuffed animal, like... It was it was this game where you had to throw like a softball into one of those milk crates and it had to, you know, fit perfectly. And I just kept visualizing and seeing myself winning the group of people that I was with. They were all so negative and they were Mm -hmm. all just like, yo, why are you wasting your money? You're not going to win this. You're not going to win this. So when the park was closing. When the park was closing, I knew there was no way in the world they were going to wait for me to, like, go back and try to win the stuffed animal. So I ran over to it. They're like, where you going? They're like, oh, he's going to try to win that stuffed animal. Like, all the negativity. Leave them all behind. Oh, yo. (laughs) Behold, yo, probably, like, the last ball that I threw it went in and I won this stuffed animal and everything that I visualized came. And then when I came walking back with the stuffed animal on my back, they were like, what, you bought it? I was like, nah, I won it, mother. (laughs) 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 Yo, but what was so so crazy about that story to wrap that story up is like, I went to Florida, like to Disney World or whatever. And one of those places, they had the same game. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, whatever I want to deserve, I'm, I'm just going to play. I won again. <laughs> like, think- there's no thing like you manifested so much that it kept going. But now Ooh. I had the thing where I had to bring the stuffed animal home back on the plane, mm-hmm. which is so crazy. It was crazy. But not a lot of people think about that manifestation and, and putting it in the universe. And I am a I true have believer. It. Yeah, because what's what's for you is for you, and nobody Mm -hmm. can actually stop that. But I also want to. So now I want to get to this. So does your family think that you're kind of crazy for like, you know, not being the full time, full fledged doctor that they had that you would be, or are they respecting the fact of like, oh wow, okay, so you did what you had to do, and now you're doing what you want to do, and you know you're just happy at all of that?
1: Oh, my family knows I'm crazy. They they don't even question it like they don't question it one one bit whatsoever like my sister tells me she calls me the getter her she's like all right if Jill says that it's gonna happen it's gonna happen like you know whatever is gonna and she knows like I just love being creative she sends me reels herself and you know and we we go over it I send her stuff I'm like Sean, I'm thinking about doing this what do you do that oh my God that's hilarious you got to put that up she'd be like oh you got to do this with the boys and da 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 but I also want my boys to know don't. Don't, like, sit there and put yourself in a box. Don't, like, don't limit yourself to one thing. Like, if there's something that's out there, go for it. Try for it. Like, you know, you may not succeed. And, oh, let me tell you, this is, if there's one thing that anybody takes away from this talk, then from what we're hearing right now, something that my dad told me that has stuck with me and it took me a long time to realize and understand it, but I completely wholeheartedly believe it. And now it helps me become more of a positive person than I was before. My dad Mm. used to say to me all the time, Jillian, every disappointment is a reappointment. Mm. Every disappointment is a reappointment. Do Mm. not get disappointed over something not going the way that you wanted it to go because it is pointing you in a different direction. The universe does not want you to go into that direction and you need to accept it and you need to move into a different direction. Second year of med school, my college boyfriend, who I thought I was going to love and treasure and be with forever, went to work and died suddenly. Had a wow. fatal arrhythmia, and I said, I was, I was like, there's no way I can go on. I can't go on in life. This was supposed to be my direction. I was supposed to get married to him. We were supposed to have kids. We were supposed to have little Jamaican babies and da 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 da, da. And, and it took me a long time to understand that. Like, you know, it's that disappointment was pointing me in a different direction because it made me a more... Uh, empathetic person for my patients that I took care of. I understood the loss that they experienced. I could I could talk to patients about death, whether it's their, them getting ready to pass on. I've held hands to pe- of people who were passing on and kept them comforted the whole time. Family members who have lost people, other people in residency and stuff, they would shy away. They would not want to have these talks. They would not want to deal with it at all. And then I was like, oh man, I had to lose somebody to understand it so then I can help others. Every disappointment is a reappointment. So whenever something, if even if I manifested, I manifested and I wanted that house so badly that I want to help me Howard for, it's up the block from me. I ended up getting a house that it was even better. My kids have friends on both sides. Like it just put me right into the right position that I was supposed to be at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, who, who would ever think that somebody would go and help me Howard? And I'm now sure I'm we could find, find that online somewhere.
0: But what's up with that house? Is that house still abandoned? Is it still there? Is it? Or did someone actually wind up getting it?
1: Somebody actually bought it at auction, but they ended up, you know, you know, when you when you when you break up with somebody and you feel like and then if that person went and got married, you'd be like, "Mm, I don't want to go to their marriage. I was supposed to be with that person. But then you go to like their wedding. You're like, oh, man, that person is ugly inside and out, man. Oh, thank God I never made that. So somebody bought it. And they gutted the whole inside and took away all the historical value. So I live in a historic district. They took away all the historic charm from the inside of it. So Mm -hmm. I went and I looked inside and I was like, oh, okay. No, I I really love it. It's
0: kind of like brownstones in Harlem, right? (laughs) When you go into like brown, it's like those, those cloth feet, you know, tubs and stuff like that like you want that right
1: you want all of that old you want to feel like you step back in time and if somebody comes in into a nice old beautiful brownstone and tears out the original mahogany and the parquet floors and stuff like it it's it, it like tears your heart out and that's what happened to that house so I, I, I no longer love that house. Plus, I just I just love the way that my house is located right now and everything. So, so see, every disappointment is a reappointment. I never thought that this house was going to be the one that I was going to fall in love with. And, and it turned out that it was. It was the one that was right for me.
0: Right. It's funny. You, <clears throat> listening to that phrase, it makes me think of a setback as a setup for a comeback. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's kind of like on that same... And I actually, there was somebody who wrote a book. I, I read a book with that title before. and And, and it's very true. It's like... People get disappoint disappointed when you have to look. Just look around. Look yeah. around. See what's what else is available to you. I, you know, and I'm I'm guilty of it.
1: You We're know, all guilty of it.
0: missing, but also missing opportunities mm-hmm. because we get you know wrapped up in 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 the disappointment. And yeah. I think that that first lesson I got when I was in high school, you know, on on the track team, and my I I was undefeated in in long jump, and I remember the. I was undefeated for two years. Well, mm-hmm. for, for my junior year and then going into my senior year, right? I had to face a guy who I like, we were neck and neck. Well, my senior year, this dude whooped my ass. I was,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I was like, I mean, and he he whooped it uh, physically with the jumping and mentally with the jumping because he jumped a jump that I couldn't even catch. And like, he would, he kept passing when it was his turn. He was like, pass. Yo, you know, I was heated. So, but the lesson there was I had another event to do. And after I lost that the first meet in like two years, I I was moping. And my coach yelled out, yo, like, what are you moping for? So what you lost, you got another event to do. Get up and bounce back. You know what I mean? So
1: it's kind of like. You have to. I tell my boys all the time. I'm like, yo, you never want to be undefeated. I was like, you need to have that taste of of failing at least once because once you have that taste, it will it will stop you from ever wanting to feel that again. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah.
0: and your your boys are basketball players, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So my my two younger ones are basketball <laughs> players out here in New Rochelle for our local our local nine one four team here, um, and then Leo also plays tennis. My, you know, my mom, my mom wanted me to play tennis so badly. She she brought me to Lehman, talking about um, DOS and stuff. She brought me to Lehman and had me take a, a computer class with floppy discs and 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 like, you know, computer programming. <laughs> she wanted me to be the next Serena. So she 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 had me take a math class, a tennis class, a computer class. Computer was crazy hard. I was looking at those numbers, and those dollar signs, like you said. I I said, I, I'm nope, X, nope, not doing this. <laughs> she put me in tennis. I stood in the, in the hot sun at Lehman College for one class. I was like, not doing that. And then she, she put me in the math class, and the math class was too easy. So most of the time she would drop me off, and I would sit on the side, and I would eat Laffy Taffy and Doritos. And I, <laughs> didn't go to class.
0: Time to figure it all out.
1: Trying, trying to, figure to figure it all it out. out. Didn't go to class.
0: But, but here's the thing. So you know, even just in like wrapping the stuff up, you said you wanted to be like an actress. You can still do that.
1: I well, that's what I do on uh on the reels. That's that's, but that's.
0: Oh, oh, so you're talking about acting on the reels? I was like, yo, like I could see you, you know, being a comedic actress, being a serious actress, you know, all that kind of stuff, and like. With all these like multiple ways of like streaming and all these shows, everyone's like, yo, do you watch this? I'm like, yo, I don't have time to like start a whole new I you know. know. It's series. like starting a life. Yo, it's it's too much. It's too- you know and then mean?
1: when and then when the series ends, you feel like as if you ain't got nothing left in life. Like I'm like <laughs> this, I don't I can't take this roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. right. It's like, it's just way too much. Like people are like, oh, are you watching. I'm like, yo, when am I going to find the time to sit down and watch that?
1: Exactly. You know, and they're
0: just like, put it on in the background. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. I no. don't have time.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's hard. But I mean, I would, like I said, I would never close the door to any options or anything like that. Sure. I take it one day at a time right now. And I'm like, look, I like what I'm doing here. I'm hoping that, you know, maybe it'll come of something or whatever. Um, and if it doesn't, that's fine. I enjoy the ride. It was fun, and I'll just move on to the next thing, you know?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's been just about an hour, Jill. It's so crazy, yo. Like, well, you know we I'll... could
1: talk for 15, 17, 20 hours.
0: Yo, listen, we didn't get into the details of the of the Poconos, which was... So,
1: so why you keep bringing up old stuff, though?
0: <laughs> because I won that competition. Listen. So... <laughs> All you right, win the, all you'll right. win the, like, the bike riding competitions and you'll do all of that stuff. But that competition, I won. So, I don't know why you keep bringing yo, up old-ish bring it... all the time. This is why this is why
1: I don't talk to you for five years. <laughs>
0: exactly. I love it. I love it. But, yo, this has been amazing, yo, because, like I said, I wanted people to just understand your journey. I think you dropped a, a lot, a lot of jewels in this because I think, more than likely and it's funny you said plan b right i think a lot of people when they have their plan b they wind up actually working in their plan b right Mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily understand that yo it doesn't have to be that way you can also find fulfillment in your plan a which i think you're doing beautifully you know what i mean you're you're dancing again you're doing you're doing all the stuff that I guess had me nickname you the, the hip hop doc, yep. Ooh, Thank and you. oh, and gardening.
1: Oh, that's another oh, that's another love and passion of mine. Also, I'm a, I'm a fantastic gardener as well.
0: Oh, look at you! See, so, I get, <laughs> so that means you got a garden at your house. Oh, I have.
1: I have, that's one of the reasons why I picked this this area because I have a big yard, so I get to garden, and that's a different way of me having an artistic outlet there.
0: Oh, so are you growing like your own? What are you growing
1: right now? Uh, I don't food? have vegetables or anything like that, but I have like a, pol- a designated pollinator garden. I have like my planters. I have like I redid the whole entire landscape over in my in my house, so I can sit back and look and then just envision something and put together like a, a landscape.
0: Oh, look at you! So you got many talents that all are creative. Yeah, I love that. It's like and and you're exercising all your creative abil- abilities. So. That's, yeah, that's to be that's to be commended. Are you going to finish your sleeve? Are you going to do the other sleeve? Since you've got one sleeve of a tattoo, are you going to do the other sleeve of a tattoo? No, I
1: always, I just wanted one arm. So I, I I always, I always thought of having my my family tree. So I have a big tree on my back with that, with the branch that goes down. So whenever I'm dancing, it looks like the tree is moving. It begins uh-huh. and ends in a pansy because that's my mom's name. So my life begins and ends with my mom. So that's how the tree starts. And My kids are the only thing that keep me rooted in place. My kids and my my and my husband. So the leaves have their their initials on them. And then I have a a hamsa on my arm because I'm I'm all about like positivity and blocking negativity with a, a evil eye and stuff and a lotus, you know, that 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 stands for like a, you know beauty being born out of mud and stuff. So so everything that I that I feel in life is on this one arm. So I'm like, I don't even need another one.
0: That's so dope. So it's very intense. I think that's one of the reasons why I never got a tattoo because I was just like, what am I gonna put on my arm that's you know intentional that I would want to you know keep there forever? So and it seems like everything you do, you do with intent and purpose. So that's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. And like I said, we we yo, it's been an hour, yo. It's been an hour that flew by. So thank you for for actually, you know, agreeing to do this uh, podcast, you know, and and thank you for sharing your story, which I I find incredible. And like I said, you dropped a lot of jewels for people out there. I hope they, you know, attach to them and, you know, you inspire, you know, people to not be afraid to be who they want to be, even after, you know, doing, you know, being who quite possibly they didn't want to be so thank you so tell shout out your shout out your igs again and even your tiktok you know so people can you know find you and and actually you know see what it is that you're doing shout those out
1: so my my zumba one is jill's zumba nation um my regular one is good better bliss and then my TikTok is Good Better Bliss seven twelve, I believe. That just that just shows you how bad I am. Like I don't even know what, exactly what this. Is. Uh, <laughs> and soon come is the hip hop doc. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Damn, so I, I mean, how many things you? Oh, right. <laughs>
0: yo, that's, yo, that's, yo, how many different streams of, of revenue, right? Like they all go. I, I don't know how that stuff works. I'm just talking. I'm yeah, I'm actually. I'm,
1: actually yeah, I'm getting revenue from my reels on Facebook, so.
0: Congratulations, congratulations now. But that's good, you utilized your resources and your 13 year old and now here it is. Yep, exactly. That's awesome. So cool everybody, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Six Degrees of Miles with uh, Jillian Elliott, the hip hop doc. AKA (laughs) hip hop
1: doc
0: bodega. The hip hop doc (laughs) bodega, feel free to shop there. You you won't be disappointed, trust. Exactly. (laughs) Um, and everybody, you can hit me up at six degrees of miles at gmails. That's spelled out six degrees of miles. And, you know, I'm on Twitter, six, I think the number six. I'm, I'm just as bad as you. is The number, the number <laughs> six degrees See,
1: That's, degrees that's why miles. we couldn't do the coding in, in DOS. <laughs> right.
0: And then on IG, there is a six degrees of miles spelled out as the n- number six spelled out six degrees of miles. So Until next time, my party people, in the place to be. I just took it back to the Bronx because that's where we started. You know, uh, (laughs) we'll talk to you next time. Thanks again, Jill. Bye, honey. All right. Peace.